0: The Lord be with you. Amen. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to the twelve, Fear no one. Nothing is concealed that will not be revealed, nor secret that will not be known. What I say to you in darkness, speak in the light. What you hear whispered, proclaim on the housetops. And do not be afraid of those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in Gehenna. Are not two sparrows sold for a small coin? Yet not one of them falls to the ground without your father's knowledge. Even all the hairs on your head are counted. So do not be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. Everyone who acknowledges me before others, I will acknowledge before my heavenly Father. But whoever denies me before others, I will deny before my heavenly Father. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Jesus Christ.
1: Lord, in your great love, Lord, in your great love, Answer me. I don't know about you, but when that psalm was being sung, I was really crying out to our Lord, answer me. And the request was, can you get the AC going? <laughs> so we got if you're feeling it a little bit, it's the AC. We got a little thing going on with the AC. So thanks to all y'all help with the Facilities Fund. We're trying to get there, the Facilities Fund, especially those online who have helped in the past, but it's like, Lord, in your great love, answer me. Get it going, right? Kick it on. But if not, he always answers our prayers in one way or another. Yes, no, or I got something better in mind. The better in mind be like, Richard, I am answering it. I want you to get a little uncomfortable. I want you to feel a little uncomfortable, right? Because it's a good thing. It's a good thing to get a little uncomfortable, right? Get a little uncomfortable. Permit me to read to you a quote. And I want to see in your mind's eye if you could maybe recall who said this and however many years ago it was said. Do not be afraid to go out on the streets and public places like the first apostles who preached Christ and the good news of salvation in the squares of cities, towns, and villages. This is no time to be ashamed of the gospel. This is no time to be ashamed of the gospel. Maybe your minds are going, who said that, who said that? It was 30 years ago In 1993, August 15th of 1993, when St. John Paul II was in Denver, Colorado, at the World Youth Day. And he was encouraging young people. And the young people who were the teenagers at that time and the young adults at that time are those of you who are my peers, who right now are 40, 50 years old or so. He was speaking to us. And the words he said then with great courage and great joy was, do not be afraid. Those were his first words when he stepped out in 1978 on the balcony in St. Peter's Square. And he said, do not be afraid of Christ. Open your hearts wide to Jesus Christ, do not be afraid. Pope Benedict after him came out and said, Do not be afraid to open your hearts wide to Christ. He takes nothing away and gives you everything. Do not be afraid. 365 times, my brothers and sisters in Christ, 365 times in sacred scripture, Old Testament and New Testament, those words are uttered in the living word of God. It's Jesus, God speaking to us. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid, Mary. Were the words of the archangel Gabriel to her, to a teenager, do not be afraid. She didn't know the future, but she knew whose hands the future were in. A God of love, a God of love, who the Father sent his only begotten son into the world, thanks to her, yes, took flesh and sent Jesus in the world not to condemn the world but to redeem the world. Not too many weeks back we celebrated the ascension of our Lord and before our Lord ascended into heaven and at that last supper before he instituted the Eucharist when he was trying to encourage the heart of his, his first apostles, those first disciples that St. John Paul II was speaking to in Denver 30 years ago. He says, don't be afraid to be like them. Jesus knew where he was going to the cross, and he said to him in John 14, verse verse one, do not be afraid, do not be afraid. You have faith in God, have faith also in me. Do not be afraid, he was trying to encourage them, and before he ascended into heaven, at that last supper he spoke about it, it's better that I go so that the advocate will come. Last night we had a a daughter that was home from school with her parents and she's studying in law school so she knows what an advocate is. She knows what an advocate is, someone who goes to the defense of you. There's no need for an advocate unless there's an adversary, unless there's someone against you. What does Jesus say in the gospel today? He says, fear no one. Fear no one. But he also goes on and says, Fear the one who can cast both body and soul into Gehenna. The one. Who's the one? It's the same old one from the beginning of time. The one who deceived Adam and Eve. The one who deceived Cain and Abel. The one who led people to do different things. The one who caused Saul, who became Saint Paul, to receive the cloaks at his feet and stone Stephen, one of the first apostles. And what did Stephen do modeling Jesus Christ? Lord, do not hold this sin against him. And Saul became St. Paul. It's the same father of lies. It's never, ever, as followers of Jesus Christ, ever us against them. It's us against the evil one, pure spirit, and his demons who prowl about the world, look in the ruined souls. It's never us against them. That's why as Christians, we will take the stones. We will model Jesus and go to the cross. We will turn, return, blows on one cheek, and offer our others. If they ask for our tunic, we'll give them our cloak as well. If they come to us and say, you must go one mile, we'll go two. We'll do it, modeling Jesus Christ, because we're followers of the way, disciples of the Lord. So what do we do? If our Lord says, be not afraid, What should we be? We should be courageous. We should be a voice. We should pray. Pray that the evil one will not have his way. So will you pray with me today? Will you pray that our Lord, with his power, and with those he sends to protect you, me, and all humanity, will you pray with me to send the devil packing? Let's pray. Let's pray the prayer to Saint Michael the Archangel. Let's pray it together. It's gonna be up on the screen. Let's pray this prayer. Pray with me. Saint Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray, and do thou, O Prince of the heavenly hosts, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls, amen. My brothers and sisters in Christ, it's not anything to fear, it's a good thing to pray, and it's to know who we're up against the one who wants to lead people astray, the first Christians knew this. St. John Paul II says, do not be afraid. Follow those of the way, those first apostles. It was hard for them and it was hard for those in the Old Testament too, Jeremiah. He says, denounce, denounce, terror. His nickname was terror. That was his nickname because he went around warning everybody terror on every side, terror on every side. They were getting tired of him talking about terror on every side, but he was trying to wake them up to the challenges of their times. Paul encouraging the Romans, Romans 5, 5 quoted it before. Hope does not disappoint for the love of God has been poured out on us through the Holy Spirit. Did you know it was really hard for those first Christians? Really hard. They were in an environment where there were times where they were sporadically persecuted. That means that they weren't all rounded up and taken to the lions for the most part, but they were pulled out of their homes. They were accused before the procurators. They were were bullied. They were whatever. They were backed up against the wall and they gathered on their Sundays to draw strength from the Lord to go out and do what? proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. But for them walking in the market square, there was a time where they had to be a voice, but they also had to be a voice in a discreet way. They had to identify whether people believed in what they believed. How many of y'all have ever seen a fish? The fish on cars. Okay, we got a little one putting the hand up, right? So you've seen the fish on cars, right? So you see the fish in the car, it looks like a fish. Right, like you have fish. Do you know why? Fish, fish represents Jesus. All right, it's okay. We're in a Catholic church. Nobody wants to raise their hand and say okay. Don't worry about it. Because what? The loaves and the fishes, right? He multiplied the loaves and the fishes, right? All right, we got a few head nods. No, <laughs> it's not because the loaves and the fishes. It's because the word in Greek for fish is ekthus, ekthus, if you take each letter of Ikthus, kind of like the young girl who came out of mass last night who came up to me and said, H-I-H, Father, you remember what H-I-H means? Because she came up with an, an acronym. And I said, yes, I know what H-I-H means because you told me it means he is here. And she goes, you're right, he is here. So she made up her own HIH that she carries in her soul, which is beautiful. The early Christians did that in code to speak that they were followers of the way, to know that they can unite their light and become a bind fire, fire and draw people in and help people rescue people from darkness into the light, light of God's truth and his love. So ekthus in Greek, if you take every letter of ekthus, it literally means each letter Jesus Christ, Son of God, Savior. In Greek, each letter means that. Jesus Christ, Son of God, Savior. You could take each first letter of ekthus. Ich- and ekthus means fish. So when you came to the marketplace and you ran into someone that you thought was a Christian, you'd come up and you'd kind of be there and say, hey, yeah, a little talk, da-da. And then you would, in the sand draw half a fish. Then the other person would look at it like, what's that? You knew that they weren't a Christian. But if they finished the fish, you knew they were a Christian. And that kind of opened the door to talking about the faith and bringing them in and come to Mass and do those things. It's not to be exclusive. It was to be inclusive, but it was to avoid a certain degree of being persecuted because they were in a time of being persecuted. And they were encouraged by St. Paul and others. St. Paul who was in prison, later beheaded. Peter who was crucified upside down. They were witnessing that. Do you know there was never a crucifix in the church until after nearly the 500s? They never had crucifixes. Because it was too close to the reality of the evil of what happened the Lord was crucified and it was too real in their life. Do you feel like at times you gotta walk into your place of work and do a half sign of a fish to see if someone thinks like you? Do you feel like at times that maybe in your school or your community or whatever you gotta kinda go up and just kinda check the waters and say, Half size of fish, see if someone's thinking like you or in your neighborhoods when you walk around. The answer, my brothers and sisters Christ, is like John Paul II was saying 30 years ago, do not be afraid to become like those first apostles. It was in Acts chapter 11, verse 26, where the disciples were first called Christians. By who, the people on the outside looking into the way they live their lives. If you see somebody maybe with a sign in their yard, that's a sign that goes more with the culture and the current and the river of the culture. Take their garbage cans up, rake their yard. Take them some sugar, a milk, be like those first Christians and they may say, why are you the way you are? And then maybe it'll open a little window to the truth about Jesus. To be followers of the way. My brothers and sisters in Christ, I'm gonna say something that takes courage to say, it's hard, but there's a lot coming at us right now. God created them man and woman he created them boy and girl he created them if you've been baptized as a boy born at birth you are baptized and you are a prince in the kingdom of Jesus Christ if you're a girl you're a princess it's not about us against them or any other thoughts that may be different to that We're called to love all people, but truth is truth. Two plus two does not equal six. If people can go away and awry with the faith, and the whole world can wanna persecute those who pretend to be people of the faith, but they do bad things, St. John Paul II in Veritachi Splendor speaks about Faith and reason are like two wings that help us arrive to the truth of God. So if we can go awry in faith and lead people astray in faith, like wolves in sheep's clothing, then when it comes to reason, reason can lead people away from the truth, the truth about who they are, beautifully, wonderfully, and uniquely made loved by God, and called to a God who loves them and meets them where they are. To wanna to go after souls, to wanna to, to want to bring the good news of Jesus Christ to others, how do you do it, Father, like the first apostles? One person at a time. Introduce them to Jesus. You find somebody at work, at your school that's suffering, just simply start by saying, I'll pray for you. Don't be afraid, I'll pray for you. That may move them to say later, why? Why are you the way you are? My brothers and sisters in Christ, in the military, okay, when you're in an ambush, there's one way out of an ambush. You gotta run right at it and run right through it. Jesus Christ, for a reason, said to Peter, Peter, you are the rock, and upon this rock I will build my church, and I give you the gates of the kingdom to it, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Gates do not attack. The church needs to be on the offensive. To be on the offensive, if we go idle, idle, we can be over one run by the evil one. But not to go idle, go on the offensive with love. Like St. Stephen, as St. Paul says, conquer evil with good. Conquer evil with good. It's gonna be hard to be a voice. It's gonna be hard to be a voice, but if we as followers of Jesus Christ in love, proposing the truth, not imposing the truth, If we do not, in some state of mind, start to become somewhat of a voice, maybe those who are a voice like Jeremiah will be shut up. Don't be afraid. Do not be afraid to bring the good news of Jesus Christ to this world that he created out of love and that he loves. And I say this on the live stream every single day human being created in the image and likeness of God, whether in the pew or not in the pew, whether close to Jesus or far from Jesus, whether following Jesus or persecuting him in his name and his church, you are loved by God and he's pursuing you because the church is on the offensive. Jesus is on our side. He's won the war. We have our battle. Do not be afraid. And it's a battle of good, for good, for our good, and the good of all humanity. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid to follow Jesus Christ. Amen.